So tell us about that mindset shift that you had a few years in. So would you have like one listing that you were kind of running for a few years and then you'd had this epiphany like, oh, I could scale this thing. Yeah. Well, not even one listing. Honestly, I had one room. Um, you know, I was doing it as a room as out of my house, house hacking, didn't even know, you know, quote unquote, that it was house hacking. I wasn't in real estate at the time. So I just had purchased a home in Arizona when I lived there. And, you know, all those closing costs, they don't really tell you about, you know, they say three and a half, 5% down, but then, oh, by the way, the loan costs $5,000. Oh, by the way, you're going to probably have to do $2,000 repairs. And suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, I need to make that money back from all of the unknown costs of purchasing a home. And my friend told me about Airbnb. I was like, dude, that sounds so sketchy. And he was like, I don't care (laughs) what you think it sounds like, but it's made me $7,000 in the last five months. And I'm just doing a room out of my house. And that's what he told me. And I was, that was all I had to hear. So I was sold. And it was, um, then honestly, Mike, 2000, 18, I left for a vacation and I was like, I wonder what would happen if I rented out the entire house and I made $450 while I was gone for three days and the vacation only cost me $300. So I was like, I just made money going on vacation. What's up, everybody? My name is Mike Shogren here with my co-host, Emmanuel Pani. We're part of a group of specialized real estate investors you've probably never heard of. We didn't start with deep pockets or wealthy families, and we don't rely on 401ks, mutual funds, or traditional real estate investing. In fact, many of us don't even own the properties that fund our freedom. If you ask the money experts out there, they'd say what we do is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. It's happening through a new niche called short-term rentals. We are Short-Term Rental Nation, and these are our secrets. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Short-Term Rental Secrets Podcast. I am your host, Mike Shogren, here with my main man and brother from another mother, Mr. Emmanuel Pani. What is up, E? My brother, life is beautiful. It is 79 degrees outside. I went to, uh, I went to show a house today, this client, and she wanted a nice backyard with a the, with the lake, and you have a lot of little fake artificial lakes in Boca, but we literally... Walked outside. She's like, this is perfect. I'm like, you want to take a sit? And we literally sat down on the grass, called the other agent. We're like, she wants it. This is the offer. I'm just so grateful that there's sunshines outside. We did our 24-hour clubhouse room. We're still doing it now. I have a ton of post-its once again all over my desk uh, of different things that I want to do and implement. And I just feel so, I don't know. I, I still compare it to a Tony Robbins event, right? It's just that level of of information and, and kind of excitement that you can feel throughout all the speakers and the people that come out and speak it's just I, I don't i don't see a better feeling of it you know so just my body my body's screaming at me because i've gone to bed at 1 a.m the last two days and gotten back up and uh starting to feel it so i gotta go to bed early tonight i think um yeah, yeah man i always get a ton of value and um it's funny that's how I actually i connected with our guests today and I was on his podcast last week, which was a lot of fun. Um, so before we get into him, I just, again, want to announce to everybody that we've got a new texting community. I do want to share it though, because I know for me, I get so many emails constantly and I don't read half of them. So I want to start this texting community where unless uh, we're doing a clubhouse or we've got a new podcast coming out or something really cool that's adding value, you're not going to hear from me. But you can also text me your questions and I'm adding a new segment called Ask Mike and I'll just answer your questions on Instagram or Facebook or I'll just 
respond back to you on this texting community, but it's just a real cool way for us to like connect like one-on-one or one-on-two with E and I. So the number for that new texting community, it's 978-321-6563, 978-321-6563. It goes directly to my phone. I check it every single day, a few times a day, and I'm just answering people's questions. And I'll let you guys know anytime we do a new clubhouse, we've got new podcasts coming out, any new resources that we're releasing. And it's just a way for us to stay connected and, and provide as much value to you guys as possible. So with that being said, I am very excited to introduce our guest today, Mr. Kyle Stanley. So Kyle is an Airbnb operator out of Fresno, California. Although he's been doing Airbnb since 2015, he truly didn't turn it into a business until May of 2019, when he learned that he could operate Airbnbs in homes that he didn't ever own. He realized that he could scale the business quickly. And in under 18 months, he went from one listing to 25 listings, netting over 20,000 a month. Netting over 20,000 a month, guys. Kyle now teaches others how to replicate his path to success in Airbnb. He is also a real estate investor practicing exit strategies like flipping, wholesaling, creative financing, and more. You can tune in to his podcast, The Fearless Investor, which I was on last week. So make sure you guys tune into that uh, to learn more. So without further ado, Kyle, thanks for being here, man. Mike E., thanks for having me. And uh, I got I to gotta live up to the intro now. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it. I love it. So tell us about that mindset shift that you had a few years in. So would you have like one listing that you were kind of running for a few years and then you'd had this epiphany like, oh, I could scale this thing. Yeah. Well, not even one listing. Honestly, I had one room. Um, you know, I was doing it as a room as out of my house, house hacking, didn't even know, you know, quote unquote, that it was house hacking. I wasn't in real estate at the time. So I just had purchased a home in Arizona when I lived there and you know, all those closing costs, they don't really tell you about, you know, they say three and a half, 5% down, but then, oh, by the way, the loan costs $5,000. Oh, by the way, you're going to probably have to do $2,000 repairs. And suddenly I was like, oh my gosh, I need to make that money back from all of the unknown costs of purchasing a home. And my friend told me about Airbnb. I was like, dude, that sounds so sketchy. And he was like, I don't care what you think it sounds like, but it's made me $7,000 in the last five months. And I'm just doing a room out of my house. And that's what he told me. And I was, that was all I had to hear. So I was sold. And it was, um, then honestly, Mike, 2018, I left for a vacation and I was like, I wonder what would happen if I rented out the entire house. And I made $450 while I was gone for three days. And the vacation only cost me $300. So I was like, I just made money going on vacation. What like that didn't feel fair. <laughs> so I wanted to do that again and again. So listening to podcasts like this, um, of course, everyone started talking about arbitrage a couple of years ago, and that was exactly what I heard. And got my first unit under arbitrage a month later. And uh, yeah, rest is history. Like you said, one to twenty-five and eighteen months. I love that man. That's incredible. Awesome. So you've scaled it with the rental arbitrage or the management model. Management. Yeah. So started off with arbitrage, um, got one really quickly. Uh, then because I was doing real estate investment, I bird one. Um, if you don't know what burning is, uh, you buy it, then you rehab it, rent it out, refinance. And that's exactly what we did with that one. So that was really cool. And then I, I got to be like so much a believer in this that I went ahead and just bought two conventionally because I hated the fact that money was just sitting in my account. And so I did that and, and I had about five for a good, you know, three or four months. And then people started knocking on my door being like, Hey, how's that Airbnb thing going? 
And we got our first co-host under um, contract in February of 2020. And I started sharing that and everyone was like, yeah, I want part of that. And then of course, March happened. And uh, that was when COVID of course hit. And everyone that was interested now was not interested because they wanted to see what was going to happen. And when I told them in June that like, you know, hey, March, April, May, we survived and we're still doing well, um, the floodgates opened and we got 16 management units under contract in about four months from that point. Wow. Damn. Nice work. It it was wild, man. It was, you know, if you kind of think about it, that lead pipe, you know, that funnel just, it just was so full, but everyone was just kind of watching me from the side being like, is Kyle surviving? Am I still going to make money? And when they heard how I was doing, all of them were just like, okay, we're ready. And it just exploded. So what, what would you say has been your number one um, lead source for finding managed pipes? I know you said you used the term, they came knocking, yeah. right? What door was that? Was that your house door or, or an office door? Where, where this, were you? This thing rings on uh, a daily that, basis that with, yeah. Yeah, with, with new yeah. people that I, I don't know. And it's all from referrals. Uh, it's all from networking. And I think um, a large part of it is from, I had this, this scarcity mindset E when I first got into Airbnb, um, you know, Fresno, California is not a big place. It's, it's big in numbers, but really there's like this small little three or four zip codes that really feel like Fresno. The rest feels like, Hey, we don't go over there cause it's kind of sketchy. Um, so my thought when I first got started was like, oh, well, you know, if I tell people about this, I'm going to create competition. And then, you know, before I know it, like, I'm not going to be making any money at any of these places. Cause everyone's going to be doing Airbnb. And a friend of mine at these meetups that, you know, he was a flipper, but he just had this mindset. He's like, I help people because I have an abundance mindset and I tell people about what I'm doing and it'll come back tenfold. And I felt like he was just talking straight to me. And, um, so long story short, I just took his advice. I started sharing with people what I was doing and started sharing it on my podcast. And before I knew it, he was right. I mean, I wasn't creating competition. I was creating collaboration. And that was something that just because of that open communication and telling people what I was doing. Um, it's a small community of people that when you do something unique and you do it well, word spreads really fast. Mm. I, I love a lot of what you said, right? I, I, and I heard mindset switch, which is something that Mike talked about on clubhouse yesterday too, because I've witnessed it first time with him, right? Like the moment that Mike quit referring to himself as an accountant, then the game started, right? And then now Mike is a completely different animal from what he used to be. But this was always in him. This is mm-hmm. always brewing inside of him. It was just really having that confidence of, I am no longer an accountant. I'm a real estate investor or I'm a pro- professional Airbnb host. And that makes all the difference, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So what, what does your team look like? Because I... I assume that with that level of growth, you have some some people helping you out. Yeah. Um, we just added our second legitimate employee. Everyone else is a contractor. So we have um, now 30 units. We'll be at about 32 um, at least within the next two months. Um, my main person which really runs my business is my right-hand woman. She's my assistant and manager. Um, she does all the day to day 
And then we added another um, mini her basically just to be able to give her more time off and to be able to, uh, you know, just have those systems in place that if she does get sick or if something happens and we've got someone else that can do the job as well. Uh, we have about 10 cleaners, uh, three handymen, and a lot of subcontractors that um, are just on call. And then we have uh, two landscapers and that's about everyone. Mm. So, so does what handle the guest sorry. communication or do you leverage VAs for that? Yeah. You know um, we had uh, one VA and we're going to continue to search the VA route. I've just found that with VAs, you really need to vet them and get them on the same page before you actually hire them. Um, I kind of had the impression that if you get a VA that used to work with Airbnb, that they're going to do a great job right away. And my experience with both of those has not been good. Um, we, we are now uh, doing all communication with those two assistants that I told you about. They switch off hours. Um, I want to add one VA that is actually good at this. And I know they're out there. I just need to put in the right interview process and find the right one. But I, I encourage VAs because I know they're out there. I know they can do a good job. My two experiences though with them has just not been good enough to keep anyone on, on staff. I might have too high of expectations too, Mike. <laughs> Well, I think, I think part of it too, it's kind of this, this evolution of the entrepreneur because we're, yeah. we call ourselves real estate investors and we are, but at the end of the day, we're entrepreneurs running a business. So right. as you scale up and build your team, like I've hired business coaches to literally help me build my team and help me manage that team yeah. um, because I don't know what I don't know. And I think part of it is you need to have a good hiring process. You need to know who you're looking for. Like what are the characteristics of that person? What are their values? You know, what is, what are their goals so that they align with where you're going and you can, you can create that culture of people moving together towards a common mission. And I think um, the other thing is having a really good onboarding process with really good SOPs right. makes your life right. a lot easier. And that has evolved for me over time. Um, and I still refine it. Like I definitely don't have it perfect. It's something that we're constantly working on and trying to improve. Um, but I went through four or five VAs before I got the one that I have now. And now I'm leveraging him to help me find more VAs because he did work at Airbnb and helped build their call center up in the Philippines to 5,000 agents. And wow. he's a total stud. Nice. But it took a few bad hires to get to yeah. that point. Um, you know, and there's some learning lessons in there for sure. Um, yeah, out of curiosity I, for your, for your local folks, uh -huh. um, for, I guess I should say for your assistant and her assistant, are they local to you? And do you pay them based on like a, a revenue share? Or is it an hourly rate or a salary? Like, what does that compensation look like? You don't have to tell me numbers, but I'm just curious how you. No, it. yeah, that that's a great question. Um, so the one who's been with me the full two years, yes, revenue share. Um, so to me, Mike, like to your point there, I think growth or the potential for growth is very uh, motivating to a lot of people. And uh, I'm not just talking about revenue growth. I'm talking about being a part of something that is growing. That's very exciting to people. And so whenever I bring someone in, I'm always casting vision of like, here's where we are and here's where we're going. And by the way, here's where we were just a year ago. Like you can see we've grown and you're going to be a part of something. So um, yeah, with my number one assistant, I do give her revenue share. Um, and then with my second assistant, we just brought her on uh, part-time about two months ago. She's doing a great job thus far, and she's going to continue to um, you know, get more incentives as she does more and takes on more. And then eventually she'll be a part of that revenue share as well. Love that.
Yep. And I think that's all part of having an abundance mindset too. Yeah. You got to manage your cash flow, but at the same time, if your goal is to grow and scale, as long as you're continuing to do that, you know, I tell my team, you know, they, we all share our goals and the vision for what we're achieving this year. And I ask them like, what are their personal goals and professional goals, you know, both career wise and financial wise. And we map out, it's like, okay, well, if we continue on this growth trajectory, we will have the revenue to support those goals. So it's showing them like, you hang with me, we're going to hit those goals together. Right. And, and showing them that and laying out that path for what that looks like. And I might not be able to pay them what they want right this second, but if they see that trajectory and we continue to add value together, there's a clear path to hit those numbers with me. Absolutely. I, I think really, man, it's about finding, you know, you're never going to find someone that cares about the business as much as you, but you can definitely find someone who cares about being a part of something big and being a part of something that makes their life better as well. And, you know, um, my main assistant that's been with me for two years, you know, I just am always making sure how much she's appreciated. It's not, you know, it's, it's, there's a business love language too. You know, a lot of people talk about love languages of, um, you know, the gifts and words of affirmation and all this kind of stuff. There's that in business too. Like what is your employees, um, love language. And to me, like, I'm just always finding that if, you've got someone that just needs that affirmation. I'm really good at doing that. And by just saying like once a week, Hey, I know during this time, that was a really rough day for you. I just want to let you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you did for me that day because it allowed me to be with family or allowed me to focus on other things and your efforts were not, you know, um, overseen. And, and those are the kind of things that like, if you can understand what your employees or contractors love languages are in business, I think you've got someone that just wants to stick with you. So um, that's also an ever evolving uh, thing to figure out as well though, right? As long as our language is in touch, then you might get. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point, <laughs> especially here in California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but but I love that point, and I we have made that point in the past when it comes to cleaning people, right? Like cleaning people are going to be the backbone of your business, and it's it's a group of people that most often look down on, and and when you can show them the appreciation and really show them the value that they bring to your organization, you can really you can really give them because I think being going back to mindset, if you think that the only thing that drives people is money you're, you're kind of off center, right? It's, it's a big part of it. Nobody wants to work for free. Things are expensive, but there is an element of feeling appreciated one and feeling part of something greater that really helps people drive, drive themselves. And really like, also I've been reading this book, Traction, that has absolutely changed my mind. I keep talking about it to everybody, but it, it really goes into like understanding your your person's unique abilities and making them work in that role because automatically by doing so, they're going to be happy all the time because they're working in what kind of flows for them. So really understanding what that looks like, that to some people is more valuable than money because then it brings on the feeling that I never work. I'm not working. I just have fun. Yeah. Um, I know for one of the guys that we brought on full-time last year, who was kind of elevated from being like my assistant and helping with the short-term rentals. Then I moved him to hotel manager. Now he's helping me launch the second one that he's kind of being groomed for like a COO or regional manager. <clears throat> he took a pay, t- pay cut to come work for me 
but he's so much more fulfilled now because I empower him. It's like he, and I give him a rev share and it like, it, it just empowers him. Like we're building this thing together and he sees the growth for that. And, um, we just have a really good vibe and a good connection. And, you know, we, we have complementary skill sets. I know what his strengths are and what his weaknesses are and vice versa. And when you have that relationship and you have that culture, it's just a totally different ball game. But in like traction, they talk about GWC, they have to get it, they have to want it, and they have to have the capacity to actually do it. Like they, they need the, the skill sets to actually execute on it. Yeah. I, I think the, the want is something too that, you know, you, you can have someone that you're looking to hire um, and you won't really know how much they want it until you see their actions. You know, they can get into the interview. And that's the thing is why I think it's been difficult for really finding that best VA is because, you know, you get a VA and, or you get someone that's you're interviewing and they can say all the right things, but it's as soon as you start getting into the weeds of like, Hey, that guest has a power outage and you have not responded for an hour. Like what's going on? Oh yeah. Sorry. I meant to respond to that. You meant, you meant to respond to that. Okay. You know, you can just see, you can see that when the effort's not there, it's to me, there's either a couple things, either a, like you said, they don't want it or B you haven't made them feel like part of the community um, or part of uh, something that they're growing with. So um, that, and again, you know, I look back on those, those couple of VAs that I've failed on and I'm like, well, did I really bring them into what felt like a community? Maybe not. Maybe I just treated them like an employee and, and that's all I treated them like. And so, you know, again, I think a lot of people, especially like jumping on clubhouse, Mike, I'm, uh, we get on stage there. And I think a lot of people think we have all the answers and we really don't like, it's always evolving. And, and to me, I look at guys like, you know, you know, Jay Massey and, and TJ, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, they have all the answers and they probably don't either. They're probably evolving just like us. Um, but it's that, that ability to, or it's that desire to want to grow every day and bring good people in and, and surround yourself with good people. So you can just learn new things every day. I'm learning so much from so many new people like yourself and Ellie and Jesse, like Jesse sent me to a new, um, direct hosting site that literally in one click can help turn all your Airbnbs into listings. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. You know? So I guess, you know, that, that growth comes with uh, wanting to learn every day as well. I think if it, <clears throat> I went through the, there's like these phases where like, I feel like I had it really dialed in when I was at like seven or eight listings where it was like on cruise control. Like I was literally like doing nothing and it right. was just humming. And then to get to that next level, I basically had to break my whole system and rebuild something new mm. to get to that next level. And like now, like we're adding another 22 unit hotel in a few days. Yep. And it's like, I'm reconstructing that whole system again to take it again to that next level. And it's, if, if you're not hungry to evolve and continue to innovate, you're going to get left in the dust. Like staying in that comfort zone for too long someone like Kyle is going to come across and steal all your clients because you're not servicing them at the, the best of your capabilities because it's still such a new industry. There's all these new tools that are constantly coming out to make you more profitable, more effective, provide a better guest experience. And if you're not staying in the know and continuing to learn and evolve, you're just going to fall behind. hundred percent. And I think we fall into those comfort levels. It, or, yeah. Comfort like zones. And it's okay to be there every once in a while. I think it's, are you going to stay there though? Um, I, and I, 
And that's, that's the difficult thing too, right, Mike, because it's like balance, you know, you've got family and you've got kids. I don't have that. I've got a serious relationship and I've got, um, you know, some family in town. So like, you know, every once in a while, it's like, okay, it's easy to, to get comfortable when really all you're thinking of is yourself. But then one day you're going to have a family, you're going to have kids, you're going to have the wife. And it's like, oh, okay, well I need to be probably getting past this comfort level then because I'm going to have other people to worry about and feed. And, and that's, I think, um, where you got to have that. Why you got to have that reason. That's so cliche. Right. But to me, like one of the things that I did at a real estate seminar a couple of years ago, they talked about the seven layers of why, and that really helped me to like get down deep and figure out what in the world I'm doing and why I'm doing it. So when people say like, know your why, um, I say, do the seven layers of why you're almost like having a therapy session with yourself when you do it, because you ask yourself why, and then it's like, Hmm, well, why do you say that? And you're like, well, I don't know. Why are you asking? Why do I say that? And then you just keep on asking again and again and again. So you get to that seventh layer and you're like, boom, mine is blown. Yeah. I, I remember when you found Mike, when you, you came, you, I think it was a couple of years ago. Cause I remember driving, and I remember exactly where I was. And you're like, I found out about these things, the seven whys. And we went through this exercise together. Um, and this was back in the day when we were doing lunch money and, and, and all of those other things. Um, but that is so important also because that's my message to everybody. Also on Clubhouse, when they're coming up and they're like, well, should I do Airbnb? Should I do wholesaling? Should I do, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm like, what is your why? And understanding what drives you and what your end goal is that it's going to put everything into perspective, right? Um, so I'm curious to know now, has your why changed? Is your why the same as it was at the beginning? Like, why do you want to grow? Or do you want to grow? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, so it was two years ago when I did that. And no, it, it hasn't changed much um, because to me, it still is like the main thing. I, I pretty much got down deep to saying like, I want to build a business that is passive because I want to have more time with my eventual family. Because basically I, I grew up in a family where my parents were very successful, but my dad was not able to make it to a lot of my games. And I want to be able to be someone that not only makes great money, but makes great money that will allow us to make generational changes and be there for our kids. And then for our kids to be there for their kids. And so um, it's that, it's that presence um, that I really just crave. Um, and I can tell you, I'm a lot closer to being more present in the moment today than I was two years ago. And I, I love, I love progress. So, uh, that's, that's been definitely driving me and, and I've been seeing the results and that's been so much fun to watch. Absolutely. So looking forward, we're recording this on February 25th, 2021. So what's, what are your goals uh, for your business for 2021. So I know you said you got two more in the pipeline lined up. Yeah. So here in Fresno, we want to get to 40. Um, I think that's a good number. And then I just started opening up shop in Phoenix, Arizona and the surrounding areas over there. Um, we have three open over there, uh, possibly going to get a fourth here soon. So want to get to 20 over there. I'm doing that with my best friend. Um, and that's really one of my main focuses right now. He's in a job that he does not enjoy and he wants to get out of it and just has seen the growth that I've had. So we're partnering together and he's, uh, he's wanting to get to that, you know, right around 15 to 20, he can get out of his job. So that's the main thing. Um, 
I've got the education side of my business too. I'd like to really expand on that. And, um, you know, with real estate, we, who knows how much longer we're going to see prices the way they are. So I want to flip as many properties, at least in the next six to eight months, um, so that I'm taking advantage of that as well. And that's, you know, we've already flipped two so far this year. I'd like to do about another three to four before the end of the year. And, uh, that would, that would make me a happy man. Yeah, I love that. It's funny because uh, I'm just monitoring the the Facebook group. Uh, and if you guys aren't following it, make sure you join the Short-Term Rental Secrets Facebook group. It's free and we live stream these podcasts into that group so people can ask their questions. But I see Karen's chiming in and they just closed on their first property uh, in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah Congratulations, so super excited. Karen. Yeah, that's great. Um, very cool. So I think, let me ask you this about a little more like um, actionable stuff for, for some of the listeners here. So what does your system look like now at 30 or 32 units, right? So you've got the assistant and the assistant's assistant, but from a technology and automation standpoint, what is, what do your systems look like now? Yeah. So my only focus on a daily basis is developing and refining systems and growth. That's what I focus on every day. So I'm not contacting guests. I'm not communicating with anyone except for my assistants. If my cleaner calls me, I tell them to call the cleaning manager, my assistant, um, things like that, that just, it's very important for me to protect what I'm focusing on. Um, I was just actually talking to my girlfriend about this last night. You know, I live in a unit where there's three units here. I, I live for free and I actually get paid to live here because both of the other units are being Airbnb'd. And it's so easy for me because I live here and it's accessible to go in there after a, a tenant checks out and see like, oh, did they wreck anything? And, and I can't do that. That's not something I should be doing because that takes away even just 10 minutes takes away focus. And it, they say it takes you a good 20 minutes to actually get zoned back in to what you're doing. So by doing that for 10 minutes, I essentially waste 30 minutes of what I could have been focusing on for moving the business forward. So long story short, I'm focusing right now on um, really streamlining the direct booking process and trying to get more direct bookings, capturing more clients that way, learning how to um, get SEO to our our site, building up our Instagram so that we have more people searching that. Um, and then from the pricing standpoint, I'm always looking to be able to refine our pricing and our calendar management. Um, I'm kind of contrary to um, what a lot of people are doing. Um, I, I'm just now really trying to start learning beyond pricing uh, because I love that side of it. I really, I, I, love puzzles growing up. And to me, like the calendar and the pricing is like a puzzle. So I really enjoy doing that stuff and saying like, okay, we're this many months out, we should be at this minimum amount of dates at this price, rather than just trusting a machine to do it. So that's going to be a mindset shift for me too, is really like allowing a machine to take over, but I'm sure I'm going to make more money by doing that. It's just a, a control thing. Right. Um, of course, smart BNB um, is like the backbone of our technology and everything that we do. Um, I love creating systems on there. I love um, figuring out what our guests asking all the time so that we can just start automating that and I can take more time off of my assistance plate so that they can focus on other things. Um, and I'm just thinking if I'm missing anything, um, those are the main things that come to mind, Mike. You know what's funny? I, I introduced Price Labs not too long ago, right? And I was very much in a similar way to you, right? I wanted to hold on to it. And now I find myself 
really kind of graining into that sense of like, okay, if a VA was to pick up this phone call right now, what would they do, right? I'm like, they were going to hostfully, they're putting the dates and then the price will come back. And I see the prices and the prices make sense because they're kind of based off of what I know. But then I'm still there. I'm like, I'm going to change it just because, <laughs> but I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Like a lot of the time I change it. I'm like, I think it should be a hundred dollars less, but like the algorithm came up with it. Yeah. And I know, I know that a machine is smarter than me, but yeah, I'm almost like, eh, I don't know. I think I know this person we will do a hundred dollars less. They'll take it for sure. Right. And it's just really understanding that when we are in this moment of letting go of the vine yeah. and really focusing on, and I, and I love, because I feel like you were, you were speaking to me when you were saying it, right. It's really understanding what is your highest and best use of yeah. your time and really focusing on that. And I love that you're worried about creating system to help your team. Cause really that is, that is something that a lot of people at your level probably be like, well, they'll figure it out. But at the same time, if you can help them get better with their time and not stay complacent yeah, and ultimately it's a great return of investment for you. Well, and here's, here's another mindset shift that I had, um, a while ago, but I'm really having to remind myself a lot of it today is if there's a part of the business that doesn't run, if I'm active, it's selfish. Um, it is something that if I die tomorrow, you know, I might, you and I were talking about just before we got on here, my dog passed away yesterday, just out of the blue. And it just, it's one of those things where it's like, what if that was me? Is my business going to run without me? And there's things in my business that will not run without me. And for that reason, I've got employees, I've got investors, I've got cleaners, I've got people that rely on this business to get paid. And if that doesn't run because Kyle is gone, to me, that's selfish. Um, so I have to relinquish control, not to, in a thought of like, well, I can do the business better. It's, it's, it doesn't matter if I can do the business better if I do it myself. It's if I'm not here and this business doesn't run, then that is going to completely ruin some people's lives. And I need to stop thinking selfishly. I need to figure out how to do this better without my presence. Yeah. The, the, the company is bigger than we are. Right? Yeah. And it's, <clears throat> when you start to have that mindset, you're no longer, you go from having a side hustle to having an actual business. When mm -hmm. people are relying on you for their livelihood, it's a whole nother level of responsibility. Yep. Um, but it's also a lot more fun because you have a team around you that you're all in alignment or you should be in alignment. Um, okay, cool. So one thing, uh, before we, before we get into the last question, I want to be respectful of your time before we get into the last question, where can folks learn more about you, your podcast, um, get in touch with you, learn more about what you got going on. Yeah. Uh, one real easy place, fearlesskyle.com. That's my website. Um, my Instagram is at URL, by the way, <laughs> what's that? That's a sweet URL. I love you know, that. it's so fun. It's, it's, it was an accident to be honest, Mike, I wanted the fearless, the fearless investor is the name of my podcast and I wanted the fearlessinvestor.com, but it wasn't available. And I'm just like, gosh, this sucks. Should I change the name of my podcast? And then one of the guys was like, you should do fearless Kyle. I'm like, that sounds pretty badass. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fearlesskyle.com. Uh, the uh, handle on Instagram and also on Clubhouse is Fearless Kyle. And I mean, we've got tons and tons and tons of things going on, but um, just to keep it simple, I would just say those two places. 
Love that. Love yeah. that. And the last question that we ask all of our guests is what is your number one secret to success with short-term rentals? Whoa, holy cow. My number one secret would be um, the first thing that comes to mind is giving value, um, creating a uh, an atmosphere that no matter who is in the business with me, investors, cleaners, assistants, guests, uh, the, the main focus is value and making sure that they are all feeling valued and they're all getting the value that they need by putting the time and energy into this business or staying at our Airbnb. So I would say that um, that mindset alone, and, and it's an abundance mindset is really the, the biggest thing. Like we talked about, a value mindset is an abundance mindset and it will bring you tenfold than just being like Schmeagel and, you know, holding your precious over here, like <laughs> actually having and sharing uh, what you have with knowledge, with your services, with everyone can make the biggest difference. Mm, I'm such a nerd. I always love that reference. Like any Schmeagel, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, get, I get giddy. Um, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. I, I <clears throat> loved everything, everything about this podcast and really love, and I want to acknowledge you for how well you have executed your vision um, through other people, right? Because I think that is the greatest testament for any entrepreneur is, is the team and the infrastructure around you and how you empower them. That really shows me who you are as a person. Um, so I really appreciated that. And just your whole story was awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, hey, Mike, I, I do want to make sure people know about a free giveaway. I almost forgot about that. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely, man. Awesome. Um, if you go to that site, fearlesskyle.com, you'll see right there on the homepage, there's an Airbnb profit calculator. Um, I created that myself. I feel like those are the things that you need to take the most account into. Um, so if you are looking for a way to be able to evaluate your deals and get down to figuring out if it's an Airbnb deal or an Airbnb dud, that is really the best place to go. It's right there on the homepage at fearlesskyle.com. Uh, fearless Thank you for sharing that. Cause yeah, you yeah. got to know. Your I'm going to grab myself one right yeah. now. <laughs> you definitely Go got to know your numbers. Right. And that's first and foremost as an, as an investor and as an entrepreneur, I mean, you watch shark tank. The first thing I do is I hit you with, you know, they want to know what your numbers are. Absolutely. And, uh, that that kind of separates doesn't kind of that separates, you know, the amateurs or the side hustlers from the actual business owners. So thank you for sharing that. Appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you again for coming on here, man. Really, uh, really appreciate you. Uh, looking forward to doing a lot more clubhouse rooms with you and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. So thanks again. You got it. Thank you, Mike. All right. Take care. Hey, STR Nation. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. And in the comments, let us know what topics you want us to cover on upcoming episodes. And we'll make sure to get that in the books for you. And if you really want to learn how to launch, automate, and scale your short-term rental business, if you want to go deeper, then check out our free masterclass at strsecrets.com.